Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn how I met your mother podcast on the internet. Holy shit, man. It has been a long time, but we are finally back, ready to talk some awesome episodes of How I Met Your Mother. John, how are you doing, man? Well, I mean, it's been like a while. Yes. I think. <laughs> yep, I'm still alive. Yeah, I can't complain, man. Things have been rough. Uh, things have been taking turns. I mean, we're we're both going through some shit. Here we are, though. We are back. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, you know, could be better, but okay, nonetheless. But, you know, got to watch another great episode of this awesome show. Yeah, and, it was uh, kind of nice to jump excited. back into watching some High Mac Mother. Mm-hmm, and I absolutely. forgot where we had left off. Yeah. So when I pulled it up and I saw the clip and I saw the prices right wheel, I was like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It's a, it's a great one. As you guys all know now, if you're, if you're watching this, you probably already read at least the title of this video or this audio. Uh, it's season oh, two. Down. Yes. Season two, episode 20 showdown. It's a, it's a good one, man. No, it's I a good one. Down. Hoedown, that's a whole that's a whole different episode. <laughs> Is there an actual episode called Hoedown? I don't think so, but there should be. I'm just there saying. There should be. We have the Woo Girls in there. Woo! Yeah. Uh, but before we get into uh, the episode, um, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, I mean, John, you can start it if you want. It, it, this this person reached out to you, so yeah. So I was on. I was sitting at home the other day, and my Twitter goes off. Now it's very rare that I ever get tagged in anything on Twitter, unless it's a last call thing or something for off the ropes. But uh, so my Twitter goes off. I open it, and we got a very special shout out uh, from a fan who was listening, has been listening, who's been going through their own set of shit. Uh, <clears throat> We're not going to go into. We're just going to say that they're dealing with some situational stuff. And, it, I mean, the text message was gorgeous. It was it was pretty much put together and said that we're helping them through a dark place while we're also going through a dark place. And last call is their, like, oasis in their safe haven. So we just wanted to give a shout-out to a very special person and let them know that we're thinking about them. And thank you for listening to us. Uh, Josh has the name because I don't bring my cell phone with me. Yes, it's uh, at Highland Lion. Uh, so yeah, thank you for reaching out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Message. Yeah, I mean it, it was. It was. I mean, we love hearing from everybody who listens. We don't give a shit if you're texting us going, "Oh, your fucking pieces of shit. Your facts are wrong." Um, first off, fuck you. We fact check most of the time. <laughs> Josh fact checks. I, I try. I, I try. I bring nothing to this except for my good looks and my humor. And clearly, I'm out of one of the two of those. You figure it out. <laughs> uh, and we also want to address since it has been a month you know yeah. and maybe you guys may have forgotten but we've been doing a little game every episode. oh yeah so every episode we've been playing a game recently where we ask you guys a question and the winner is the first person to get the answer right in the questions well this time we had two possible winners because they both argued their point rather well uh, so I will let Josh handle that as well. Okay, so uh, the question from the previous episode was, uh, what was Brad wearing? Yes, what was Brad wearing when he got picked the, up at the end of the episode? In the car, yeah. Uh, and so we had our first uh, person reach out. This was uh, at J.R. Lopez 2007 said, uh, Brad was wearing the same thing Joffrey was wearing when we met him in A Knight's Tale. Nothing, most likely because of the same reasons. Uh, for anybody out there who's seen that movie, they know exactly what that reason is. Uh, and that was my first assumption watching. I had even put it in my notes originally before we you had uh, before we decided on that was what the game was going to be. Um, that he was nude, but then I got another uh, message from at Goofy Weird W E E R D saying. Playing this episode game, I believe Brad was shirtless when the guys picked him up at the end of the episode. And it got me thinking, we don't actually see anything below his waist. No. We don't see a bare leg. We don't see a foot. Nothing. His bum. So we have no actual idea if he's 
nude or True. just shirtless. Well, because the guys don't make any gesture to him being no, naked either. They so, don't. yeah, they don't I make mean, any reference to it at all. I guess it's just kind of how dirty does your mind want to be? Yeah. So we're gonna allow both. Yes. Yeah, so to, uh, at, at Jr. Lopez two thousand seven and at Goofy Weird, thank you for playing the game. You are our winners. All right. We have a fun one today. Yes, we do. Uh, all right. So let's get into the episode yeah, uh, and find out all kinds of uh, fun things going on. Like I said, this is season two, episode 20, titled Showdown. First aired April 30th of 2007. Directed, of course, by Pamela Fryman. Written, yes, written by Gloria Calderon Kellett. Uh, she has wrote, uh, she's written a total of five episodes within the first three seasons of the show. This is her penultimate episode with next season's uh, episode, How I Met Everyone Else, serving as her final Ooh, one. That's yeah. the one where Barney meets everybody. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. No. No, it's where uh, uh, Ted meets everybody. Yeah, Ted yeah. meets everybody. <clears throat> but he they, he does meet Barney. Yes, we do find out, find out uh, in that one. So the summary for this episode reads, Ted plans his best man speech for Marshall and Lily's wedding. Robin helps Lily gain weight to fit into her wedding dress. And meanwhile... Barney trains for an appearance on The Price is Right. Pretty simple. That might be one of the better synopsises yet. Yeah. Doesn't give away too much, but tells you exactly what you need to know going into it. All right. So this episode starts off with the gang at the bar. Uh, Future Ted saying, there's some weird stuff going on here. Then we uh, flip over to the bar. Lily is complaining about having a stomach ache. And Marshall apologizes for eating a bunch of ice cream earlier. To which Lily responds, oh, baby, you know we're lactose intolerant. Which, at first, I was like, that's that's funny. That's, you know, the typical, like, th- this couple is too involved. But then I realized, wait a minute. Neither of them are lactose intolerant. So I don't know what she's talking about. Well, not to mention, they're just getting back together still. There's no way they're that reconnected yet. Yeah, it, it is a bit much there, but it's like we know for a fact Marshall definitely not lactose intolerant, you know. But and, and obviously the way she's talking, she's making it seem like she is. But I remember distinctly in the sexless innkeeper episode, she eats ice cream in that episode. Oh yeah. She's had, and, she has a couple times. And I'm sure there's other times. I'm sure they've eaten pizza and uh well there's there's things. definitely an episode mm-hmm. where Something happens and she's got the ice cream in bed and she's eating it with like a wooden spoon. And Marshall's like, has the uh, ship sailed on sex yet? And she's like, look at me being selfish. Come here. And she's like. "Ah, ah, 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 ah." (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I I don't know what that what the lactose intolerant thing is, like why that was in there. But it might have just been like uh, maybe like, I don't know. I know, but I they, try not to they it. typically are really good about their continuity. Like, really I mean, there's good. There's a lot of stuff that they're usually pretty good on and still mess up once in a while. I know, but this one's like, come on. Come on, Lily. Stop lying about it. I love I, that Barney just lights into them about it. Yeah. He's like, come on. Come yeah, on. You, you can tell that all of them are just uh, kind of annoyed at the idea of them being so codependent on one another. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. And then I love how Barney calls them out about, like, not to skip too far ahead, because I know it's coming, like, right now. Yeah. But I love that Barney calls them out about, like, well, what happened to not spending uh, the two weeks before your wedding together? Yeah. And Marshall's like, oh, well, we kind of just, uh, you know, we uh, uh, decided uh, not to. Uh, yeah. And I'm just like, really? Like, yeah. two weeks? I know two weeks is a long time. But you have, and it's and it's friends. just and it's just two weeks of not sleeping together, not two weeks of not seeing each other. Yeah, like they could hang out all day long, bone it out in the middle of the day if they really want. <laughs> but they're not. But the whole like they, speci- they specified not sleeping. So like at nighttime, yeah. not sleeping together. I don't know. Like <laughs> they could have they could have worked around <laughs> it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I, in my head now. I'm like, I want to know what it's like, and then I'm like, I'm gonna hold my baby, gonna hold it tight. Look, <laughs> don't sing too much of that. Don't want to get flagged. Yeah, no, no, no. We're good. We're good. I, I don't want to mo- scare the fans away either. I ain't got I ain't got the money to pay for those. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this, because obviously you've been married. Yes, you've done the wedding thing. 
Yeah. Did you guys have any crazy pre-wedding things like that? Like, we oh, we're not doing this before we, the wedding? We talked about it. Like, not doing anything. Like, not having Well, I don't even mean for... sex. I mean, like, was there anything before the wedding where you're like, we're not doing this. Like, we, we won't do this. Or, like, maybe, like, we're cutting this out. Or... No, no. But like I was saying, we talked about the, the no sex thing, but we decided not to. And we didn't do anything else crazy like that. <laughs> the only thing that boy. we did, the only thing that we did was, um, I think it was like the night before. That was it. You know, like she stayed somewhere else the night before kind of a thing. The but longest like, night of your life. Two weeks. I'm <laughs> like, no F and way guy. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking about that too. Because I was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm in a dry spell right now anyway. But like, I'm like, on a normal, if I'm getting it on a regular, I don't know if I can go two weeks without, you know, yeah, wanting to just bang my head into a wall. No, dude, dude, it's accurate. That's very accurate. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the opening sequence, Lily is uh, complaining about her mom driving her crazy and, and stressing her out before the wedding. When Ted and Robin walk in covered in marinara sauce. Now, this is not explained at all. Until the season finale. So we have to wait two more episodes to even get the explanation for this. Yep. Uh, Barney, of course, assumes uh, that the story is sex related. You know, of course. I mean, it's Barney. That doesn't shock me. And I also noticed Lily wearing a purple jacket. Yeah, I noticed that. Which I thought was, was, was a nice touch. Whether they're doing it on purpose, again, I don't know. Well, the way I looked at it is this purple is foreshadowing. Yeah. Because we all know where it's going in the se- uh, mm-hmm. season finale. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just kind of viewed it as like what's happening in this episode because, like, oh, she yeah. has a bad time throughout this episode, man. Listen, you're telling me you wouldn't want to go on an eating gorge if you could. No, I mean, I I absolutely would love the ability to do that, uh, you know, and not be fucking gigantic. What's um, the first <laughs> thing you eat? Oh man, what's the? Because I thought about this earlier. If I was given that ticket, that like. I needed to put weight on. What's the first thing I'm spending money on? Probably like a Chinese. Whole I mean, Chinese is good. I honestly, I'd probably go for like a whole like chicken finger pizza or something. <laughs> <laughs> but Chinese ain't bad, man. <laughs> I can see face standing there like, "Daddy, can I have a piece?" And you're like, "Fuck no!" Or like two full racks of ribs, maybe. That's the way to go. I love me some ribs. I would just pull into Burger King and be like, "Yo, listen, I'm gonna need a lot of food right now. I'm gonna need this." I'm gonna need this. Okay. Yeah, here, here is a here is an off-topic side question, but deals with what you just mentioned. Okay. What is your favorite fast food burger? Just curious. Shit, that's a tough one. Like no, no, like restaurant, like you know, like no Applebee's and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like specifically fa- fast food. Yeah, fast food. You go, you grab it through the drive-through. You're in, you're out. Boom. You're gonna think I'm crazy for this one, but Five Guys. Have I had? Five? I think I might have. I can't. I honestly I did Five Guys once. I think I. I think I might have. Yeah. Um, like but honestly, and if I think it was only once, I don't really remember how. Probably BK. That's mine. Like my daughter loves to get because we get fast food every week for our movie nights or whatever, and she'll go between like McDonald's, Wendy's, you know, Burger King because we have all of them out here, and I've tried all of these burgers. And the one that I'm like, this one's actually like really fucking good, is like the Whopper patty. I don't know why. Well, I, like I don't know BK what it King. is. Or not well, I mean, I'm just talking about like the patty itself. I oh, think is yeah. really good. You can put whatever you want on it. That's that's of your own taste. But like patty wise, I really dig the Burger King one. I don't know. Let me know, guys. Everybody out there at Last Call H I M Y M. What are your some of your favorite fast food burgers? Love to hear. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we'll get back into this. Barney and Marshall. Tiny uh, Whopper, large fry, no onion. I didn't go to fucking Burger King. I didn't go to Burger King. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so uh, Barney and Marshall go back to playing their video games. That's what they were doing uh, while Lily was uh, kind of complaining about things. Uh, Barney questions Marshall uh, whether they'll actually be able to do the whole two weeks thing. Uh, and this is where we find out that Marshall has made what he calls a night-night tape yeah. for Lily to watch before bed, uh, which is essentially just a song uh, for her, you know, saying goodnight kind of a thing. Of course, Barney makes fun of them for this. 
Um, we do get to see it at the end of the episode, which is oh, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and it's a nice little, it's funny to think about like where it starts compared to where his nighttime song for their son goes. Now see, and it's funny that you say that because when I heard him sing the Lily one, which I forgot he had one, I heard the night, night Marvin song in that. Yeah. Yeah, when he when he starts it off, it's like I started to sing it that way, and then he he kind of he doesn't sing it, he doesn't continue to sing it that way. I was like, oh, (laughs) I got almost like bummed out because I had forgotten about it too. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure doesn't he sing another one to Lily later on? I feel like he does. I don't remember another um, sleep one, but I do remember her birthday one. Happy, yeah, happy little day. There's definitely a birthday one. But yeah, yeah He's the uh, nice. <laughs> I, I do love the Marvin one uh, quite a bit. And I did oh, start man, yeah. I did start singing it uh, when he did. But we'll we'll kind of talk a little bit about that then, because that's literally at the end of the episode. Uh so Lily comments that no one has uh bought anything good from the registry uh at this point, and Barney starts asking her, you know, what's on it? And as she starts listing off the things on the on the registry, he starts nailing the prices for each one as if he had memorized it or something. Yeah, I love how Marshall says that, too. He's like, did you like and he's like, nah, I'm training. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, be ready to go on the prices. Right. And I love how everybody's like, why? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I mean, dude, I would love to to go on the prices. Right. That'd be awesome. See, here's my next, like, sideline question. If you could go on one game show, only one, what game show do you go on? Press Your Luck. That was the one with the whammy, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, as much as that's my favorite game show, that's not the one I'm going on. I would dig that. That or maybe, like, Wheel of Fortune, because I'm pretty good at, at, at that game. Yeah, guessing, Wheel of Fortune wouldn't be a bad one. I don't think I'm smart enough to spell some of the words. Uh, honestly, I would love to go on Supermarket Sweep or Family oh, View. Dude, Supermarket Sweep would be dope. Oh, I would yeah. love that show I would need so a partner much. for that. So obviously you're my partner. What, what? And Family Feud, I need a family. So you're still my number two call. How's it? Dude, I would, I'd be down for any of those. Family Feud was, would be fun as long oh, yeah. as it's still as long as it's still uh, Steve Harvey because he's hilarious. His mustache <laughs> terrorizes me. Like his reaction to certain answers, like I, I randomly watch that stuff on YouTube. It's good oh, stuff. Yeah. Holy shit, it's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then we head on over to uh, Robin's place where Lily is trying on her dress. And did you notice what, anything about this scene? Because I noticed something right away. No. First thing I notice, the blue French horn is not there. And oh, it is, no. it, that is answered in the final episode as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't notice yeah, that. It is completely, because like the first shot is almost the entire mantle and then Robin off to the side oh, a little shit. bit. I didn't actually And there's just an open space where the blue French horn used to be. Because they give it back. Yeah. You know, so like, again, little things that like the marinara thing this for for those who cut who caught it but you don't get any answers to that in this episode at all yeah. so you're like left like what the fuck especially the marinara thing you're like what the fuck was that you know if you've never seen anything else you have no idea what's going on uh then lily comes out uh in her dress all happy at first but then she puts her hands up in the air and her dress just slides right off of oh her. yeah yeah, I don't know how she didn't notice that it was super loose in the first place, but I thought that same thing. I'm like, somebody had to lace her up and shit. Did she not realize that her dress didn't fit properly anymore? Yeah, because it just whoop, slid right down, and there you go, uh, uh, the backside of a of a naked lily. There you go. I mean, I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, of course. If they wanted to show the front side, I'd be okay with that. Absolutely. Uh, so back at the apartment, Ted is working uh, on his best man toast with Marshall. <laughs> He starts off telling the story of how Marshall had a criminal record. First off, hold on. Before we get into the criminal record, I love that the three times we hear the speech, he does the introduction. Yeah. Everybody, my name's Ted Mosby. I'm uh, Marshall's best man and 
best yeah. friend and best man or something. Yeah. And he turns, he's like, classic. Yeah. Solid and I opening. Loved it every time. Still a solid opening. Oh, yeah. And they acknowledge <laughs> it every time. And I mm -hmm. loved it. Like, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that was I love that as well. Uh, but yeah, so apparently Marshall has a criminal record because he got pulled over once for driving alone in the carpool <laughs> lane. And we get a little scene of this happening. Uh, the cops flip the lights on, and then all of a sudden, Lily pops up out of nowhere because she was obviously giving him a little roadhead, bro. Now, see, I thought about this too. Argue it. All you gotta do is say Lily was sleeping. Or she dropped her phone and was looking for it. I mean, this is 2007, bro. Yeah, they, they all had cell phones. They're like flip phones. Well, yeah, stuff. but I mean, it's a flip phone. If you weren't holding on to that enough that it fell onto the floor, then you fucking deserve that shit. <laughs> Maybe she dropped uh, a bag of Skittles. I don't know. She, it could be almost anything. Could be it almost anything. Skittles. Yes, it did. It had to be Skittles. <laughs> My husband loves Skittles. Do you my remember fiance. the time you dropped me off at the old house and my cell phone had fallen off my side <laughs> and you ran yeah. it over with your car? I do. <laughs> yep, and that's why uh, neither of us wear cell phones on our belts. Nope. 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 Not nope. since that. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, bad news bears. Yeah, but didn't that phone, <laughs> like, it wasn't like that, like, it was still usable, wasn't it? If I remember I right, mean, partially usable. Like I, there was a lot of shit that was wrong. It with was it, surprisingly it was, a dur surprisingly durable. It was, phone. it was definitely not the precursor to that phone that I threw at a brick wall and scratched the phone slightly, but broke the battery into eight pieces. <laughs> oh yeah, the phone was solid, but the battery. Oh, yeah, yeah, that so phone. Much. Well, do you remember the guy's demonstration where he opened it and he's like slamming his hand on it, and I'm like, well, "That's a glass counter. Come on." And he's like, here, toss it on the phone, jump on it, be my guest. And I was like, okay. Yep. And you're like, sold. Sold, I'll take one. I'll take ten. Thanks, guy. That would, that would have been the smart move. Yeah, maybe. You'd still have them today. Like, that's Probably. what you're using, those, like, fucking big old, like, old school phone from, like, the early 2000s. Uh -huh. And, yeah, so where am I? Uh, Marshall said... <laughs> Marshall says, uh, you can't tell that story at the wedding, Ted. Then suddenly, Barney bursts in through the door, wooing, running around the couch, and runs right back out the door. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Then he busts back in again, going, yeah, oh, yeah, doing the High same fives. thing. He, like, smacks Marshall on the back, runs back out. And then he comes in a third time, just walks in, and he's like, A or B, guys, which one is it? Because he is practicing his run down the aisle for, uh, as he calls it, TPIR. The price is right. Well, John, here's my question for you. How would you run down the aisle? Oh, man. You want my honest opinion? Yeah. I would attempt to crowd surf, which would put me in the emergency room, and I would never get to go on the price is right. You and, and probably a few other people as well, because they'd be like, what like, is happening? Honestly, though, since COVID, I don't know if you've watched The Price is Right, but they don't have, like, a big audience anymore. So, like, they're broken down into small sections. Oh. So, like, now it'd be like you'd have to get up and, like, run around anyway. Hmm. So, I mean, I'd probably run. I would probably be all, like, not going to lie, I'd probably have a couple beers in my pocket, go full stone cold, <laughs> be like, boom! And then, like... Yeah, and then they'd on. be like, and then, then then they'd be like, "You are out of here." I'd be like, well, "I'm out of here. You're out of here." I'd take off my shirt, reveal that I was wearing a ref shirt, grab a steel chair, bam, hit Drew Carey in the face. Pin him for that. <laughs> and, then, and then and then you and then you pick and then you pick up the mic and you just start hosting yourself. <laughs> That's how it should be. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how Crazy Jay here became the host of The Price Is Right. Boom. I like it. That's how it should always be. In another Jay. universe, this is happening right now. Okay, let's go there. <laughs> I want to see that happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so so uh, Ted then asks Barney to do it again because he's like, oh, 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 I get what you're doing. Let me see him again. And as Barney runs out the door, he gets right up and <laughs> locks the door behind him, causing Barney to slam into the door as Dude, he tries to reach. That's hilarious, too. It is hilarious. <laughs> Just the sound of him crashing into that door, it makes me laugh. Because I watched this episode like three times. It made <laughs> me laugh every single time that I watched it. 
And then he like he starts being like, you know, uh, just for this, any prize you know, uh, yeah, out of all the prizes, I win, you're gonna get the rice aroni and the turtle wax. And the look on Ted Marshall's face was like, okay, like they seemed like they were cool with that. I mean, by this point, I mean, you know, okay, I'll take some rice aroni. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with the turtle wax because I, I don't think either of them have a car at this point. I mean, listen, we don't ask questions. I'm just saying because maybe Marshall's future... gonna fucking wax Lily up. Maybe I was gonna say because like well, the Fierro's gone. The night song? Oh yeah. As, as far as I know, Ted doesn't have a car yet. So that that comes much later on. Much later on. Much uh, later. So back at Robin's, Lily, uh, she's on the phone with the dress shop. Yeah, uh, this is probably one of my favorite moments of this episode. Okay. Because she's like, she's talking to the lady, and I love how she's like, "No, my dress won't fit," and then she's like, "Well, how?" $300 for alterations. It's not my fault I lost weight doing nothing. Click. She's like, she hung up on me. She called me a bitch and hung up. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's like, what happened? She called me a bitch and hung up. Well, yeah, that happens. Uh, then uh, Robin has an idea. She's like, you know what? Instead of paying $300, this is your opportunity to eat whatever you want. Yeah, man. Fill it back ticket. in. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we talked a little bit about, about that and, you know, what we would eat. <laughs> Apparently, the only thing Robin had in her house, Cool Whoop and Fritos. Yeah, which I think is weird because Robin seems like the kind of person who would be a snacker. Yeah, I know. I agree. But also, like, why didn't she bother to ask Lily, okay, if you could have anything, what would you have? Yeah. And Lily names this thing. She's like, well, I don't have any of that. All I have is Cool Whip and Fritos. Did she think she her answer was going to be Cool Whip and Fritos? Like, <laughs> like, come on, Robin. Man, I can't, I can't, I can't name every time that I've just been like, man, I could go for some Cool Whip and Fritos. <laughs> I mean, oh, hey, fuck, man, takes a special craving to have some, to want some Cool Whip and Fritos. I think I'm, I'm not commenting on that. It Cool Whip and Fritos makes Ooh. me almost think about. Uh, the seven layer salad, you know what I mean? Oh my god, which I will bring up again. That later. shit makes me sick to my stomach just thinking about it. But I, like I said, I will be bringing it up again later. That's fine, <laughs> there's a specific reason. Uh, so then we go back to the apartment. Ted is retrying his toast. Uh, so he tells a different story, no sex involved in this one. No, I love this one though. Yeah, uh, a story of when Marshall and Lily first said, I love you. Yeah. They're in college. They're all high. No, they were drunk. Well, I don't know, man. No, Marshall says drunk. No, he doesn't. He says um, wasted. Oh, yeah. But they definitely weren't acting drunk. No, they weren't. And, which is and, why I thought and it was wanting weird. snacks and stuff. I feel like they had to be high. I feel like because like that was You're their right. that I'll was their thing in college. You know, oh, I mean? yeah. they talk about that a lot. So I just I'm just I'm going to go with. They were high. Maybe they were both. Maybe it was a little bit of both. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but uh, Ted went out to get some snacks. And when he walks back in with two bags of Funyuns, Marshall looks at Ted and says, I love you. And Lily perks up thinking he says it, that he's saying it to her and says it right back. And she's getting all lovey-dovey. And Ted sneaks back out uh, of the oh, room. Yeah. Now, does I, this scene remind you of any, any other shows we've ever watched that this has happened? Because I, I instantly, know. when I saw this, I was like, I think it was because of what I was watching beforehand. The I Love You Too from yeah. Scrubs? I yes. Love You Too. Yes. Oh, that's really nice, Elliot. I Love You Too. <laughs> and I was like, nobody cares, Sean. Nobody cares, <laughs> Sean. I hadn't thought about it until right now, but yes, it totally, it yeah. totally does. That's I Love great. You Too. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Uh, <laughs> also, another side note met, worth mentioning in this yeah. point is that when I was watching the Scrubs reunion on who or uh, on YouTube earlier, yeah, they mentioned the guy who plays Sean will mm -hmm. post shit on like Instagram and stuff, and that is blown up in the comments all the time where it's like <laughs> nobody cares, nobody and, cares, Sean. And, um, He'll never Bill live that But Lawrence is like, he could literally post like. Hey guys, we need to save the environment. And like somebody be like, nobody cares, Sean. Dude, I have a feeling he could be like, my mom just died. And somebody <laughs> will be like, nobody cares, Sean. So apparently he hates it. 
Like, oh, I'm sure. I, I, his name's something Foley. That's Scott, all I remember. Scott Foley. That's it. Yeah. Apparently, he hates it. Like, he's like, that's all I'm remembered for is yeah. Sean. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, first off, you should be honored that the fans even remotely care about you enough because his role was good when it first started, but he became a douchebag. Like, he was one of Elliot's worst boyfriends. Yeah. And the fact that fans, like, 20 years later are still like, nobody cares, Sean. That like, means they do care. They do, and that's it. it. They do, and they're honored enough to reach out to the one thing that ever was funny about his character. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, absolutely. And, like, I, I liked him on, like, Scandal, and uh, there was another show, like, he was a spy or something. I think it lasted, like, one season that he was good in. because <laughs> um, nobody cared. But, like, it's Sean, man, all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Scott Foley. You are forever going to be Sean, and nobody will care. uh but yeah so after uh you know ted tells this this little story um they're they show the two of them entering the bar uh and they're still talking about all of this and marshall again is like you can't tell that story Uh, and it kind of boiled down to the main the main crux of it was because his mom would be mad about various things one of which was him eating junk food yeah the poor nutrients and this is where the seven layer salad comes into play because it doesn't make sense. He's talking about the Funyuns and that is literally an ingredient in the Erickson seven layer salad. True. Funyuns is like the third Second. to the top layer, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because then there's like gummy bears and potato chips as well. Yeah. And it's like, I really don't think your mom gives a fuck about junk food, sir. I really don't. I mean, especially with all that mayonnaise in there. Especially not Funyuns, you know what I mean? Because literally is in there. Um, but then we also learned that Lily has never heard this story, which means she does not know that the first time that Marshall, quote unquote, said I love you to her, he was actually saying it to Ted. No, but honestly, and this is one of the few things I love about this show, where this crux right here has a chance to come up multitude of times, it's never mentioned again. Yeah. Because I feel like it would cause an issue. Oh, it yeah. would honestly it would cause a big fight between the two of them. One but of those multi-layer fights mm, that brings up oh, other yeah. fights. But it's one of those things. It's like Ted and Marshall locking it in a, in a safe, you know, kind of a thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I respect that. We've got, yeah. we've got shit like that between us that we don't ever... Mm-hmm. It's never revealed to the public, man. That's what the vault is for. Fuck yes. <laughs> uh, and then, so we we head over to the booth. We see that Lily and Robin are are already over there sitting. Uh, Marshall and Lily uh, say hey to one another, and Ted is surprised that that's all that they do. They're like, that's it, just hey. That's all Which you're we gonna find do? out why later, but yeah, yeah. And so, like, I wrote this in my notes. I was like, this is good foreshadowing. For what they what comes later in the episode? Oh yeah, because they don't make a big deal about it. It's just like they're like, "Hey," and Ted's like, "That's it, just hey," and then they they just move on. Yep, you know. Uh, but yeah, because it there is an actual reason for this, which I yeah I really like that they that they kind of put something like that in there. Uh, so then we flash to a a little later in the evening. Lily has ordered, they're still at the bar. Lily has ordered every deep fried item on the menu. Apparently there are 11 different deep fried items. Uh, And then we see Barney riding a bike into the bar. Uh, He flips the bike over and he starts using it to mimic the price is right wheel. uh, Trying to get as close to the makeshift $1 spot. as Here's a funny thing I realized, by the way, do you know why he rides a bike in? No, Just, this this will be funny when I say the punchline. You know why? <laughs> okay, why? Because it's not a boogie board. There you go. It's not a boogie board. There's like no it. sign that says no bike riding in the bar. That's true. But it does say no boogie boarding. That's you know what? I like it. He's taking full advantage. And you oh, notice nobody you? at the bar, like no bartender, waitress says a word to him about Did it. You know, yeah, nobody says anything that he rides a bike and skids it to a stop. And then flips it over. Yeah. Says nothing. nothing. Nope. They don't care. They're just like, oh, it's just Barney. Whatever. <laughs> it's, it's those It's those five his... over there <laughs> doing their thing. <laughs> over the course of the show, how much money do you think they spent in the bar? Dude. 
I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the tens of, if not more thousands of dollars. That's something we should tweet to Carter. I would love to, to see how much has. money did the gang spend in the bar? Cause I mean, there's a couple times where they spent, they had to have spent a good chunk of money. Like the shots, the champagnes. At one point, Marshall buys the big oversized comically uh, sized mm-hmm. bottle of champagne. Yep. It's like what thirty five hundred dollars or something like that. Yeah, some crazy thing. Yeah, and then they I mean, had I, like a, they had like a thirty year bottle or some some like a thirty five yeah. year bottle that they bought at one point in the bar yeah. that was really expensive. I, I know they stole a few bottles of Glenn McKenna throughout the show to like the big ones, but like mm-hmm. they still paid for a few. Well, they stole bottles at the end. Yeah, during, during the wedding at the end. Yeah, um, <laughs> and those were like thirty-five years, I think. And then I think somebody winds up coming up with like a fifty-year or something crazy. Yeah, the the uh, the Farhampton Inn has the fifty-year. Yeah, and uh, Tracy Wild. buys Ted the shot because yeah, he punched the douchebag. In the yes, face. that's what it was. Yeah, uh, can't wait. It's gonna be a good time when we get to those. Though it'll also be a sad time because it'll be coming to an end. Listen. When we get to the episode where they for, like start to talk about Tracy dying, you're recording that one on your own. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just going to force you to sit here. <laughs> See this box of Kleenex? I'm going to need like six. That's fair. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I teared up at the toward the end of this episode. Pussy. <laughs> okay, sure. But, I mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet. But, uh, I mean, Barney gets real sentimental. And oh, you're a, talking about when he's on the prices, right? Yeah. The moment that I'm just like, God damn, man. The, the, the music changes and hit like the way that Neil acts it is is I don't know, man. It did in my it, head, it goes It was definitely one of those. You got it, man. You got it right on the money. <laughs> and unlike unlike Barney, who definitely didn't get it on the money uh, as he spins his bike wheel. Yeah, dude, he's he starts freaking out, saying it's not called the price is close. It's called well, the price. So is here's right. the thing, though, that a lot of people don't realize about the wheel. And I realized this when he spun the wheel. Did you see where it landed? Because it landed in a specific spot for a reason. Like what, like four spaces away. Like three, three to four, away. technically. If that was the yeah. giant wheel, it would have landed three to four spaces away, yeah. which is the 85 cent spot that he spins it from. It, oh, okay. When he spins the wheel. <clears throat> because when you spin the wheel on the price is right, they don't reset the wheel every time. Yeah. You spin it from where the last person spun it. Mm. So the goal isn't to try and spin it hard enough that you're going to hit a dollar. You need to spin it enough that you can bring it back around to hit the dollar. Yeah, and I'm you need like, you need to know it takes it, it takes a lot, you know, and really it's mostly just luck. Oh yeah, that game, that wheel is all chance, <laughs> and you can't convince me somebody's not behind the scenes with their hand on that wheel slowing it down at interval times. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's got some sort of rigging, at least a little bit. Um, Drew carries a bitch. <laughs> Ouch. God damn. <laughs> he is not as funny as Ryan Stiles or Colin Mockery. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you there because you're not wrong. <laughs> He's also not that's, Wayne fucking Brady. God, that's why he was the host. <laughs> <laughs> and not, and not They're one like, of Drew, we need to sit behind this desk because one, you're fat, and two, you're not funny. Ouch. He's like, well, I'm not fat anymore. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but you're still not funny. <laughs> Here, you're going to host The Price is Right, sir. Enjoy. The Price is Wrong, bitch. <laughs> yes. Dude, I found something out real quick about that, about Happy Gilmore. Apparently, it wasn't originally supposed to be Bob Barker. No? It was supposed to be um, Ed McMahon. Oh, that would have been a fucking... But he, he read the script and said, nah, this ain't for me. That makes me respect Bob Barker so much more, though. Yeah. Because that means Bob Barker read it and was like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll fight Adam Sandler. Dude. <laughs> this is apparently, because apparently Bob Barker, like, 
practiced like martial arts and stuff. No shit. Yeah. And he said that he's been in a few fights, but has never won. And the reason oh. he and the reason he said yes to the part was because he wins the fight. <laughs> I was like, that is fucking amazing. Oh, shit. I absolutely I will I will watch that scene with a whole new perspective Listen, from now on. Ladies and gentlemen, just for Bob Barker. Please remember to spay and neuter your pets. Yes. Absolutely. All right. We'll get to that later again, too, but we will. Uh, so Barney uh, reveals that the reason he's going on to The Price is Right is so that he could finally meet his father, none other than Bob Barker himself. Yep. That's right, man. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, guys, story time. Yes. Which, you know, they flash back to little, little Barney, little, little Barney. Yeah. And he's like, mom. Who's my dad? And she's like, I don't know. Which is funny, because if I'm not mistaken, is that not the voice of Mega Malani? Malali, yeah. Malali? Yeah. Thought so. Because she's like, I don't know this guy. And points to the TV, (laughs) and it's Barker. So then you start getting this series of young Barney moments where he runs up to the TV to talk to his dad, which brings me to today's question. He does a couple of things. You know, he he has the the, uh, report card. Report card. Yeah, he's There's, dressed up like him for Halloween. Which brings me to today's question. And then also uh, playing baseball, he throws – that's the best yeah. one, in my opinion. He tosses it. He's like, hey, Dad, you want to play catch? And he throws the baseball at the TV. It tinks and just rolls away. And it's just like, that is so sad, man. <laughs> but, yes, it's time for the question of the, of the week. When little Barney dresses up as Bob Barker for Halloween, what color – is his microphone. Yes, there it is, folks. That is the game for this week. is his microphone? There it is. Let us know at last call, H-I-M-Y-M. First person with the proper response gets a shout-out on the next episode. Which I will make sure is actually next week. I was going to say, we're (laughs) going to get the last three hammered out here within the next couple weeks. So we're... We're back, and then we might take another small pause before season three because yeah. Josh has still got some shit going on. But yeah, but we are we'll gonna get we'll get there, guys. And uh, so yeah, be sure at last call H I M Y M answer that question. First up, gets a shout out on the next episode. Okay. All right. So then so, you know we get uh, Robin yelling at Marshall all of a sudden to to uh, put down the popper, John. Yeah. Put down the popper because Lily needs them. So she can gain some weight to fit into her wedding dress. Marshall's (laughs) face throughout the the rest of that scene, he's just like death staring Robin. He's just like, I saw that, man. He wanted that popper, man. (laughs) It's one popper out of all that food. Yeah, she could could spare a popper. Oh, man. I just thought that was uh, uh, Jason Siegel's facial performance. Oh, always, man. It's, It's always on point with him. It is, yeah, hundred uh, percent. So then we go back over to uh, Robin's place. Lily comes out, and she's lost another pound, doing all that eating, still losing uh, weight. Robin says that she's like, "That's impossible. You you've been you ate McDonald's for the last three days." And then Lily's like, "You know, I knew that super size me guy was full of it," which I thought was a was a I great mean, little reference. It is, especially for people who don't know it or have never yeah. seen it. Yeah. Because I think that came out, I want to say, like 2004, somewhere. I was going to say, it came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, so it was was only a few years old, I think. This dude made a documentary about him eating McDonald's for a year straight. No, I think it was was only a month. Was it a month? I thought it was a year. Every meal, breakfast, lunch, every meal for a month. And I gave gave up McDonald's for a little while after watching that. Like, I gave up fast food for a little while after watching that because, like, it makes you kind of, like, rethink some things. But then oh, after yeah. a while, I'm like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> Give me my Whopper. Give me my Chicken McNugs. Whopper, large fry, no onion. <laughs> Give me my goddamn nugs. The pickles. <laughs> and the pickles. Sweet. John, you want, you want nope. some sweet and sour nope. sauce? <laughs> We're just going to move on. <laughs> for those who know, 
you know. <laughs> For those who know, you know. Yep, yep. Uh, so Robin says it must be the wedding stress and forces Lily to stuff her face full of fudge. Yeah, drop and give crying. me five <laughs> pieces of fudge. And then we get one of one of my favorite lines from this episode. You're going to cry? Skinny little baby's going to cry? <laughs> the way, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I do it justice. The way Robin says it to her. I mean... Is this so is definitely a funny. sign that Robin was a, a like army brat of some sort. She, like, well, I mean, though, yeah, I mean, she she wasn't, but she was raised kind of that way. Well, kind of, yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we we see later on, like how her dad raised her essentially like a boy, um, and was real tough on her. But yeah, that that definitely comes out here. <laughs> Skinny baby gonna cry. <laughs> I don't know why that one hits me uh, so much, but it does. Uh, so at the apartment, Ted tries uh, one more time on his toast. And he tells this completely like neutered version of the story of like after they got back together uh, and everything involving like uh, them staying out until 10 p.m. doing Drinking shots chocolate of chocolate milk. milk. Yeah. And everyone's like super polite. And then there's like this bit about Marshall and Lily holding hands, which I thought yeah. was hilarious. Which is funny because it's kind of a reference back to the the dinner party when they were having mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. Are you gonna hold my hand or are you just gonna uh, talk about it? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it was really funny to see like to watch Marshall and Lily talk to each other like they're like really talking sexual, but about holding hands. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it was about how the way they did it, but it was it was hilarious. <laughs> It was Ladies and gentlemen, Josh stuff. wants to hold hands with somebody, apparently. Come on. I just want to hold hands. Yeah. yeah. Squeeze them uh, a little bit. Can we squeeze hands? <laughs> I want to hold your hand. No, it's okay. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you could do way worse than me, man. I could be John Kuznicki. That's true. That's true. I could do way worse than Dan me. Page? <laughs> <laughs> We're over here name-dropping, bitches. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck right now. I will go there. <laughs> They're like, oh, come on, guys. We're watching your show. <laughs> Somewhere people are like Facebook. Like, who the fuck is this douchebag? <laughs> I would be. Kind of and start going to their inbox. Why are you so shitty? And Nobody like, cares, they, Sean. <laughs> they, start, they start messaging everybody with that name. So there's like, like 50 people. They're just like. Every yeah. single one, just to hope to, that they get the right one. Now that would be good uh, stuff. Uh, so then we flash two weeks later to the wedding. Uh, Ted is giving his toast. Lily is in her dress. And Marshall is wearing a fedora. Yeah, I completely forgot that he had to wear the fedora. <laughs> we learned what happens uh, to, to make him wear that hat uh, next episode, I believe. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's the next Maybe, episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Listen, if you haven't watched oh this episode or watched any of How I Met Your Mother and you're just now for the first time and you waited for us for a month, then you don't need to know because he's going to fucking buzz it. He's going to be like, Nyeh. I mean, just one line, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, straight in the middle, too. Yeah. He's like, ah! And then he's like, Why? I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, I mean, I'll be watching that this week so I can prep it. And then we're going to pump it out. Pump, pump it out. That's pump, right. Pump, 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 pump it up. <laughs> John, I'm going to pump I'm going to pump you up. Uh, so during Ted's speech, uh, he says that the perfect moment that captures uh, Marshall and Lily as a couple Happened just two nights prior to this, when he caught Marshall sneaking back in from meeting up with Lily. Apparently, he had been doing this for a bit, for like almost that whole time. Uh, And we flash over to the hotel that they're in, and they're like snuggling, and Marshall asks Lily how uh, the weight gain is going. And she says, you know, she's been too stressed out uh, without him. And then they decide to order a shit ton of food and just pig out in the room together. And I got to say, man, I like that relationship. You you left out my favorite line out of the entire episode. Go for it. 
right before they he asked her that question, he asked her one other question. Baby, do you mind being the big spoon for a little bit? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> what guy doesn't like being held? And any guy watching this episode who goes, oh, no, I predominantly like being the big spoon. Fuck you. Roll over and let your girl hold you. You will never feel better. It's true. I 100% agree with that, man. Sometimes you just got to be the small spoon and, and be, be held. I've nice. spooned Josh before. That's true. Saying. That's also true. That is also true. <laughs> uh, so then we, uh, I noticed something while at the wedding. The bridesmaids' dresses are purple. Don't know if it means anything, so though, sir. I don't think but, that it was supposed to at this point. I think that was just a small. But I was like, interesting. But in my mind, I was like, maybe it's because this is the fake wedding. Like, you know what I mean? Bad yeah. stuff happened here to yeah. lead to this. You know, maybe. Like, we, we see a lot of fucking insanity go down. Well, the a lot of, there is some fallout from the wedding, too, still. That is true. You know. Yeah. And so but like, I love that as Ted's telling the story, though, about, like, the things that make the wedding special, he's like, oh, wait, I got to tell you about Uncle Barney first. Yeah. And he goes and tells the story about Barney on the Price is Right. Yep. Which is, like, and I, I love how they, like, they segmentize this. Like, they don't try to make it a long, drawn-out thing. It's like Barney gets called. He goes down. He gives his opening bid. Hits his opening bid head on. Yep. And then yeah, you see, you see him like thinking about it, and oh, like, yeah, it's like and whatever, how, like he's whatever like, nine ninety nine. But since you wrong. guys round up, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll I'll do this. Yeah, wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, and then I love how he gets up on stage first game, nails it straight out of the park. And then I love how I, I love how it's like <laughs> you got the camcorder in one second. Yeah. And then he spends the next 28 seconds showing Bob pictures of yes. himself throughout his life. Yeah. You know, this is me when I was a kid, this is me graduating, you know, and all this stuff. And then at the very last second, he guesses correctly the the amount for the computer, which I yeah. was like, he just wanted to spend some time with Bob, with yeah. his dad. Spend some quality time with my dad. Yeah. Because they're like, how they're like, what are you doing? Uh, guys, it's called spending some quality time with my dad. Yeah, like it's like nothing to him, and then you know, like he gets his big wheel spin and he ends up hitting the dollar, so he gets to go on to the dude. The way he shoves that other guy, yeah, I really wish the other guy would have fallen. And but they didn't, it was so like just so violent. (laughs) Also, I really love how it's it's at that moment, it's when he spins the wheel. He's like, um, or no. Shit. Which part is it where he's like, I'm proud of you, son? Is that the wheel or is it was that... right it was right before. Yeah, it's okay. right before like he's standing it right before he spins it. He calls him son, and then he's like, Are are you proud of me? Because he's telling him how well he's done. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, Yes, I am. And he's like, I'm ready to do this. And that's when he spins the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets. Oh, yeah, he gets it's it's just such a great segment for Barney. And then, of course, he goes on to the show. And I love how, as he's going along, he's pulling the gifts out of this backpack. And yeah. like from the Marshall and Lily. Yep. And when they get to the showcase, he's like, "Oh, please, no trip, no no car, I'll pass." Yeah. And the lady's like, names this number, and he's like, "Over, over." Yep. And then I'm like, "Damn." <laughs> and then they give the second showcase and Marshall's like, I don't even know what I would do with a dune buggy. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Yeah. And, and he, he and he hits it. Oh yeah. And I love how like he's like one eight four two one. Yeah. And they're like, or no, eight, yeah, whatever he says. Well, it's either one eight four two one or one eight two four one. No, it's one eight four two one if it's okay. one eight. I yeah. just couldn't remember if it was one eight or if it yeah. was just eight. No, it's one. But eight, yeah. yeah. So he says it, and Bob's like, oh, she's way over, and you're dead on. And I'm like, yep. But I'm sad, because we never see the dune buggy. Yeah, and it never comes up again. It's (laughs) like, what did they do with a dune buggy? Sold it for rent? I feel like they must have, because, like, it's never talked about. Where would they have kept this thing? Well, it's weird, In New York City. Because you do realize Barney essentially did the most for them for their wedding and honeymoon. Yeah. 
He gave them all the shit he went on prices right, mm-hmm. and he pays for their trip to Scotland for their honeymoon. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they get all that money out of them during the painting episode. Here, here's my question: You, there are always trips in the prices right. So where do those trips go? Did because right? they, they they obviously didn't use those for their honeymoon. So I'm saying, yeah. So I don't know, uh, but. Um, I had an interesting uh, interesting note. Up until this point in The Price is Right, no one had ever guessed the exact amount of the showcase. So oh, it, really? It had never happened before. Um, so, like, they weren't, like, basing it on anything. It was just they wanted Barney to, you know, you know so it wasn't, like, something that well done. Like they'd ever had. Until a year later, in September of 2008, somebody got the exact showcase number. Holy shit. And this, they turned that into a documentary called Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty wild. The story is pretty wild. I have to check that out. He's He essentially did kind of like the thing like what Barney was doing, like essentially training for it and like learning these Rain prices man. and studying the prices right and stuff. Well, um, did you hear about the guy who beat uh, Presio up like that? No. He watched a shit ton of episode and realized, you know how like the board constantly shuffles and the thing moves around mm-hmm. the board. He realized there was a pattern in the way the thing moved. Oh. He learned the pattern. He went on the game and he fucking he took home. There's there's a thing on YouTube about it. Like he took cool. a shit ton of money, and then they they fucking lawsuited him and they mm-hmm. took their money back because they found out he essentially cheated. Wow. But yeah, check out the the this documentary. Perfect bid, oh, yeah. the contestant who knew too much. Interesting stuff. Uh, and and nobody has has done it again since. Is he, that he that person was the only person ever to do it. Damn. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Uh, but yeah, so like he, you know, Barney wins everything, um, and he's about to tell Bob, you know, that you know that he's his son and all this stuff, and he can't bring himself to do it. Instead, he congratulates him. On 35, on 35 wonderful years, years uh, on The Price is Right. It's a really, really sentimental moment. This is the moment that made me tear up. Um, I don't know if you noticed, though. Barney is wearing a purple tie. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. And so it kind of hit even more, I, I feel like, because of that. Um, and also, uh, while I was doing my research, I found something out I didn't realize this was actually Bob Barker's final year on The Price is Right. Oh, he shit. Le- he left the show two months later. I June. wonder if that's why they added that line in there. I think so. Because, like, I mean, he thanks him for his service. <clears throat> yeah. And then reminds everybody to spay and neuter their pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because, like, they don't specifically ever mention it in the episode that, like, this no. is, you know, his last year or whatever, which had already been announced. It was announced, I think, early or like mid of the year, the year before mid 2006 or whatever. I didn't know that though. That's really sweet though. Yeah. I thought I was like, Holy shit. That's really cool. Um, and then we go back to the apartment and he tosses Marshall, the keys to the dune buggy. Yep. And I'm just like, I don't know what, what I hope that they at least use this dune buggy at least once, you know, take it out around the sidewalk. Of McLaren's doesn't say anything about no dune buggies. <laughs> no boogie boards. Like, come on. I would have. I don't know. I don't know where you would take that thing. <laughs> take it out to the Berkshires. Right. Whatever. Uh, and then the episode ends with Marshall's night night song for Lily. Uh yeah, I and mean, that's pretty much it. Pretty it's, much. A fu- it's a funny little song. Um, Ted's involved in it a little bit. Now it's just gonna be weird. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like I said, you know, it uh it, it made me think of, of the, the baby Marvin song. Oh no! It definitely oh, makes me think of the Baby Marvin song because yeah. it's clearly what they use is a base for it. Yeah, yeah. So that, Marvin. that is the episode, uh, season two, episode twenty, showdown. John, oh. you got any final thoughts on the episode? I mean, besides the fact that like this episode is like highly layered with like the starting of the lie of Barney's dad and yeah. him diving into that rabbit hole, which comes up a lot more in season three. Yeah, uh, we're we're about to go into that. Um, it's just this is a good episode. I love this episode, and I always have. Yeah. It's so sweet because like 
poor Barney is dealing with his own shit. Marshall and Lily are getting married. Ted and Robin, he feels alone. He doesn't have anybody. He doesn't have his dad. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I, I like this episode. It's it's a yeah. good episode. Me too. Yeah. I think it's I think it's really well done. Um, and that brings us to the part that everybody loves on this uh-huh. show. It's time for Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. That's right. All right. So for this episode of Barney's blog, it is titled "The Price Is Always Right." <laughs> it was uh, posted on Tuesday, May first of two thousand and seven. Okay, and it and it reads as follows. Recently, I made an appearance on the greatest television program of all time. Uh, The Price is Right. And yeah, it's in tight to you. Uh, Host Bob Barker proved himself to be a man of charm, charisma, and grace. In a word, Stinsonian. And since the game is clearly in my blood, I've decided to share with you my dream showcase showdown package. It says, for optimum effect, please read the following in the voice of Rich Fields, and think of Barker's beauties. That's also <laughs> good advice for life in general. Can you do a Richfields? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, so I'm just going to read it in my own voice. Uh, it says, your showcase is brought to you by the shores of famous explorer Christopher Columbus. And Barney, what better way to explore the world than on your own private jet? Music cue, jazz, uh, jazzy Muzak version of Jet Airliner from Steve Miller Band. Huh. And it says, uh, you know what Columbus liked about sea travel? Absolutely nothing. So yeah. skip it and, and travel in style on Arrow Barney. Storms, scurvy, pirates, not at 45,000 feet, my handsome friend. Enjoy the onboard Scotch Bar, a world-class pornography library, and just sit back, relax, and let our stewardesses, Nina, Pinta, and Maria, from what <laughs> I hear, she's no saint, fire up the hot tub because you're about to stumble upon the West Indies. Music cue, xylophone, xylophone rendition of Dire Maker from Led Zeppelin. You'll stay in scenic downtown West Indy, right smack in the heart of the laser tag district. By day, have your pick from the finest fabrics, silks, and cottons the lush Caribbean farmlands have to offer. By night, illuminate the skies with your very own real-life laser, taking on competitors from around the world, drawn to the West Indies' burgeoning underground laser tag scene. No time to bask in the glow of your many victories, however, because you're taking your harvested crops and heading to Italy. Music cue. Accordion Muzak of Rome from the B-52s. Ooh. Yeah. You'll spend six nights and seven days touring Italy in your very own Rolls Royce. Riding style and uh, with special guest chauffeur, world-renowned tailor Federico Battaglia. The maverick of the fabric, Federico, will show you in Italy normally reserved for tailors and fashionistas. Watch and learn as the master spins your hand-picked materials into custom-made suits so majestic, even Queen Isabella herself would kneel before you. Convenient, because the next stop on your world discovery tour is the Spanish Riviera. Cue music, distorted electric guitar version of Spanish Caravan by the Doors. (laughs) Of course, you look great in your brand new suits, but how about putting on your birthday suit? That's right, Barney Stinson. It's your very own nude beach. <laughs> Stay for a day, a month, or a year. It's all yours. Women from around the world will flock to enjoy the sights, sounds, and, of course, the boobs. All this can be yours, Barney Stinson, if the price is right. Have you, have your own dream showcase? Email it to me at barneystinson at yahoo.com. And there it is, folks. That is Barney's blog. That's a good blog. Yeah. I love that he just kind of he just dives into his own imagination in it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, but what what I find interesting is it's almost entirely trips. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's almost the entirety of it. Trips and a jet, really. Well, yeah, you're <laughs> gonna need that to take the trips. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a 
it's an interesting one to say the least. It, and I don't know if Barney Stinson at Yahoo.com still works at all, but feel free to email it, guys. Yeah, your prices right showcase package. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else that you want to add to this fine episode of Last Call? No, no, I do not. Well, then, John, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready, which I mean, I'm assuming you are, it's the end of the episode. Hop on over to Twitter, look me up at simply saying J1. It's the Twitter handle that corresponds with my podcast and my active blog. Uh, should be returning soon, actually. I've been working on a couple things in my head. Nice. Uh, you know, I got some shit on my mind. My, I got my money on my mind and my mind on my money. Ooh. What? What? But that's where I'm at. Uh, Josh, let me guess. Oh, you are on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. Nope, I closed down my Twitter. No, I'm just. I'll be so pissed. <laughs> I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. You heard him, folks. At JP Rayner, that's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R, as well as at Movie Blog Merc. Uh, that is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with the Movie Blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching it on the Merc with the Movie Blog YouTube channel. <coughs> be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. And ring that, that bell, bell for notifications. That's right. You want to know. I had to get something in there. You know you want to know. You want to know it all. Uh, if you're listening to this, you can listen on anchor.fm <laughs> slash H-I-M-Y-M. Where else can they listen, John? I mean, you can listen anywhere podcasts are available. If you're listening on Apple, uh, Spotify, uh, I know that there's a few other ones that I never remember. <laughs> um, anywhere podcasts are available, you can pretty much catch us. That's right. And uh, be sure to leave us like uh, some message we got on Anchor. You can leave us a voice message. We'd Hell love yeah. to hear from you that way. Uh, on both Apple uh, and Spotify, if you leave a five-star review, we will read it on air. We've done that uh, a number of times, so uh, yeah. definitely do that. It helps us to move up in the uh, in the listings and everything. So Plus be sure to do that. Care. Absolutely. You know, we, we love just you like hearing from you people. Yeah, absolutely. And be sure to hit us up on Twitter at last call H I M Y M. Be sure to, uh, you know, take part in the game. What oh, color yeah. was the microphone that he was holding? That and for those Barney. of you who play the game, just you all lost. That's also true. <laughs> all lost the game. <laughs> but uh, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? Listen, you don't have to go home. But you can't listen here. All right. Catch you guys next time.